Lord's goodness today, amen. Today, 
for our midweek service. Come on, let's open up our hearts and our minds today. Let us be thankful for all he's done. Come on, let's continue to worship today. this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness of God the still inside the storm the promise of the shore I trust the power of your word enough to seek your kingdom first
because he lives. Come on, can we sing that again? Before me, behind me.
Yes, Lord, we just give you glory. We give you all honor and all glory and all praise. Glory be to your name in this place right now. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are so good, that you are so good to us, that your presence fills this place, that each person standing here stands on holy ground, knowing that you are the Heavenly Father that loves each one of us. And Lord, there are people standing in this place right now representing families, upon families upon families, and generations upon generations represented in this place right now. In this week of Thanksgiving, we thank you for those families that are here and those families that are represented by those that are here right now. In this week of Thanksgiving, Lord, we thank you for the good things that you have given to us throughout this year. Our health, the people we love, the breath of life, and the ability to praise God without restriction. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace. Lord, we pray for those people that are right now in need, in some kind of need, whether it be healing for their body or restoration of their of their family, because this time of year, there's so many people who just feel so lonely and just need a touch, Lord. We pray for them right now that your hand would reach out and fill them with love, that you would send an envoy, that you would send someone to deliver a message of love and grace to those people who are feeling lonely right now in this in this time of celebration where everybody talks about family. Lord, would you be with them? Would you be with our nation, Heavenly Father, as we go through news cycle after news cycle after news cycle with shootings? in one place or another, Heavenly Father. Would you just be with our nation? Would you comfort those families that for the first time are celebrating this holiday without their loved ones who had to die without reason? Lord, would you give them comfort and put people around them to speak love and life into them, Heavenly Father? We just thank you, Heavenly Father, for all the things that you have done for each of us, for all the things that you've done for each of our families for the things that you are doing and for the things that you will do in the days and the weeks and the years to come. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Church, it is so good to see you. Well, actually, I can't see you because the lights are right in my eyes, but I know you're out there. I heard you clapping. (laughs) Welcome to church. It's good to be worshiping with you. There you are. I knew you were there. Amen. Praise God. It's not just us standing alone. It's not just us worshiping. Would you also turn to someone and just say, praise God. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to church. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Good evening, New Beginnings family. How's everyone doing? Good, good. Ready for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Don't forget, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so set your bathroom scales back five pounds, okay? Follow me for more Thanksgiving hacks. Amen. I'm, I'm good with that tip right there. I'll tell you what. Definitely. Well, church, welcome to New Beginnings. Welcome to New Beginnings, church. It's, it's so awesome for you guys to be here on our midweek surface, the day right before Thanksgiving. I know you guys have a lot to, 
a lot to do uh, still at home to get ready for tomorrow, but you decided to come here because we all came for one thing, right? To get fed and to praise God. Amen? Amen. 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 Um, I'm AJ Cully. I'm one of the worship leaders here at New Beginnings Church. And I'm Roxy de Santiago, also a worship leader here. It's our honor to work, to serve with you guys. Definitely. Awesome. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right. Okay. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> church, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Uh, Christmas is just right around the corner. Um, <clears throat> there are lots of families out there. Lots of families and people out there who, in this time, this is the time that people want to be around their families. Um, some of them, for whatever reason, like Sister Roxy, uh, Roxy was saying, for some reason they can't be with them. Either they're home with the Lord or whatever, you know, whatever given reason that is. So people want, at this time of season, people want to be loved. People want to um, feel important. And here at New Beginnings, we're doing a lot of things here to make people feel like that. We're reaching out to our community to make people feel loved, that they're wanted by God. Um, a, a lot of things that we're doing is God's Warehouse is doing their toy drive. Um, they're taking donations for toys to give out uh, to kids this Christmas. Um, Frontline Resurrection, they're doing their coat donations still. It's getting really cold outside, and it's getting cold fast. And if it's cold right now, who knows how harsh this winter is, uh, is going to be. Um, so they're taking coat donations so that people can be warm and not get sick this winter. Um, and then under his construction, of course, just as they do every year, they're doing their angel tree. Um, if you're feeling led to, to give, ha- have the, uh, the gift of giving this season, the gift of giving and the gift of love, um, sharing that uh, love with, with one another, your donations is so much appreciated. And like I said, it reflects the love of Christ, and that's what matters the most. Amen. Amen. And you never know when that coat is going to change a life, when that toy is going to change a life. We don't know the struggles that people are going through, and sometimes all they need is that one moment of love. Would you be the hands and feet of Christ and, and give as much as you can to share with, the world, with, with those in need? Um, last, uh, we have short announcements for you guys. This is our gift to you. This is our <laughs> charity here. We have short announcements tonight, but the last announcement that we have tonight is really actually one of the most important things that you can do as you walk through your faith life with Christ. And that's a reminder that on Sunday, this Sunday coming up, November 27th, we'll be having Baptism Sunday. Now, baptism is the outward expression of your inward faith and belief in Jesus Christ. And even Jesus Christ was baptized, right? So if Jesus Christ was baptized, that means that none of us really have any exemption whatsoever. But if you feel so led to be baptized because you're ready to turn your life over completely to Christ, I encourage you to talk to some of the pastors here. There's a small class that you need to go through. Um, and, and if you're just on the, you know, borderline about deciding whether or not you want to do that, bring your clothes anyway, and then maybe something that you hear on Sunday is going to just transform you. I encourage you to take that um, step of faith and reach out to the pastors. Um, I think that's it. We did it. Definitely. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> and of course, everything that we do here at New Beginnings uh, wouldn't be possible without your faithful giving Amen. and your tithing. So we would just want to say thank you on behalf of everyone here at New Beginnings and all the ministries as well. Give yourself a round of applause to, because it's all you guys. It's all Amen. you guys. Amen. Thank you. It makes a difference in the world, even though you don't see it. Um, it's not just keeping the lights on, but it's keeping all the ministries going. And, and those ministries touch lives um, that, that we don't even see in the pews. So I encourage you to, 
take that extra Definitely. Step. And if you want to give, there's a few ways you can do that. You could do text to give. You just send a quick text and then the dollar amount of what you want to give. Um, or you can go to our app. Um, you can go to our website, nbcabq.com slash give. Or if you're old school and you like to have um, what you have in your hand, you like to see it physically, we have envelopes outside and at the, I believe at the boxes too. And then there's drop boxes at the ends, uh, ends of the sanctuary as you're walking out today. Um, I think we have youth. Or is youth going to be excused? Amen. Let's give a hand. Uh, let's give a, a warm hand to youth as they go out to their service. Isn't it awesome to see young people in the house of the Lord? Amen. I think that's one of the most important things that we do in our churches today. Um, and without any further ado, um, tonight we have a um, wonderful speaker, in my opinion. I don't know. I would say so. Would you say so? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. No, no, I would say that. Would y'all just welcome to the pulpit tonight, Pastor Michael Romero. Good evening, my family. Got my workout on them drums tonight. We want to pray for our brother Javier. He suffers from migraine headaches. So he called me earlier and he said, uh, I won't be there tonight. I have a horrible, horrible migraine so he had to leave work early. Poor him. He had to leave work early. But uh, he is suffering from migraines, so we keep him in prayer and his wife, because she's got to suffer through that with him as well. So, But we pulled an audible, and we made it happen. So there I was on the drums tonight. But Hey, family, um, before we jump into our sermon tonight, we want to we wanna celebrate what the Lord is doing. And want to call up uh, Pastor Sonia. Why don't you come up, Pastor Sonia? Uh, and we have uh, some graduation. We have a graduation ceremony going on right now. On uh, what's going on, Pastor Sonia? Share with us what's going on. Good evening, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, discipleship one. If you guys have not taken discipleship one, it's a great opportunity to get to know who Christ is, get to know God's character get to know who you are in Christ, what your gifts are, and how to pray. So these individuals, I'm going to call them up, and I'll ask them to just share one word of what they learned in class, and let's celebrate together their graduation. Uh, Kenny is not here. He's out of town with his family for Thanksgiving. So Kenny Oldfield graduated. Congratulations, Kenny. Uh, we do have in the house Tomas Riggs. Congratulations, Tomas. Come on up and give us one word on what you enjoyed or learned in Discipleship One. Discipleship. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, congratulations. Stay up here. Okay, next is Bobby Brewer. Congratulations, Bobby. It's so great to spend some quality time getting to know each participant. All right, Bobby. Okay. One word, Bobby. Discipleship. Okay. <laughs> and last but not least, Robert Gregg. Is Robert Gregg here? He's not. Oh, man. All right. Well, congratulations, Robert Gregg. He might be watching online. Well, Pastor, if you'd like to pray for the students. 
So it's what the students, what they go through is, it's supposed to be what is supposed to be a 12-week course. Sometimes runs a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit shorter. But I want to congratulate the students here on the stage, but also those that aren't here, but most especially Pastor Sonia, for the time that she has dedicated and devoted to this group of people. Uh, to, these group, to this group of people. You have to understand that the class that they have always starts off a little bit bigger, and then it, it ends up winding, it winds down a little bit naturally, right? It's just natural, it's just how it goes. It's like that not only here, but when you go to college class or community college, it always ends up the same way. But we want to congratulate them for their time, for their effort, and most especially for their obedience in what they're doing, because this is just one step further, not only into their faith, which is significant, right? It's a significant milestone in their faith and what they want to do and accomplish, but also for this body, for what they want to do for this body, because they desire to serve even further in this body here at New Beginning. So thank you one more time. We celebrate Pastor Sonia, her efforts, and her students, and those that aren't here. So let's pray over them. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for those that are that are here, Lord, like Bobby, Lord, and this young man, Lord, that are here with us tonight, Lord, and Pastor Sonia, Lord, for what she's doing, for her dedication and devotion, Lord, to these students, and for your kingdom, Lord, and for the advancement of it, Lord, and for what she has, what you have instilled into her heart, Lord, to serve and to teach, Lord, and for, for, for the call that you're going to be placing, Lord, on every individual, Lord, that has gone through this class, Lord, and everything you've instilled in their hearts, Lord, I pray that every step that they would take, Lord, is uh, with very intentional, Lord, with exact um, uh, direction from you, Heavenly Father. So we thank you, Lord, for what, you're, what you've done. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their life and what you're going to continue to do, Lord, with what you have instilled in them. Father, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Let's celebrate them one more time. Bobby, there's a ramp right on the It's all right, Bobby. <laughs> all right. Well, that's amazing, church. That's some good stuff right there. Um, so we always uh, implore you, church. I, I implore you that if, if you have not yet uh, signed up for any one of those classes, I, it might be a little too late for this go around. But the next time that we have signed up for our adult education courses that they open up one more time, I would tell you, please consider that. Because it's such an important piece, most especially if you say, you know what, um, I want to get a little, invo- a little further involved in what, what's going on here at New Beginnings. Discipleship is such a pivotal piece of the ministry here at New Beginnings. Amen? Well, church, let's, let's go. Tonight, man, where do I get started? Tonight is pre-Thanksgiving. Right, and these are the days uh, where you and I would be. Let's see, what time is it? Oh, yeah, no way. It's only seven thirty. Uh, it's only seven thirty. I was going to say we'd be at the club right now, but no, it's only seven thirty. But church tonight, um, we want to celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, and I want to give a special Thanksgiving message tonight. And so, uh, Pastor Richard obviously is not here. He is celebrating Thanksgiving out of town. And first and foremost, I want to say thank you to him for allowing me to be uh, in, here in, at the pulpit, uh, for allowing me this place at the pulpit in his place. 
Um, but he, a well-deserved vacation uh, with his family down south in El Paso. And so we say hi to him because I'm sure he's watching. Pastor, we love you. We miss you. We hope that you get some rest. And we promise not to burn the building down. I, I promise. I promise. So church, tonight we want to talk about uh, gratitude, right? So Pastor said, you know, uh, Michael, I want you to, to give the lesson uh, on Thanksgiving, and I want you to touch on, on a Thanksgiving uh, topic. And uh, I said, all right, that's cool. Well, what, what better than gratitude, right? Thankfulness, Thanksgiving, gratitude. And one of the things that I found in studying for my sermon tonight is, wow, gratitude. You cannot turn a page in the Bible without talking about gratitude, seeing gratitude just painted all over, all over the page. And, I mean, when we talk about gratitude, you know there are about 400, not that I read them, by the way, but I finally had to, like, dig deep and say, well, how many? There are over 400, 400 instances in the Bible that talk about specific gratitude. 400 across the entire Bible. And so when we talk gratitude in the Bible, it's a constant theme across the entire word. And when you hear that constant theme across the entire word, I think the Lord is trying to get our attention. I think he's trying to push something. I think he's really trying to tell us and teach us something about a specific subject when he's so adamant about a specific topic. And one of those topics is gratitude. And so when we talk about gratitude, um, our Thanksgiving, I call it God's love language. Because for him, it's how we define how we love him and how he loves us. I know some married couples, I know I've read the book, The Five Love Languages. Uh, anybody in here? Anybody else? Anybody, any other couples have read that book, The Five Love Languages? Um, not one of those is called gratitude, but if I had to pick one for God, it would be called gratitude. One of his languages that he speaks and receives would be called gratitude. And I believe that. And so I'm going to dig into some scripture because the Lord promises us a lot of rewards when we show gratitude. And you and I are really familiar with rewards. I mean, you and I are, are part of a reward program everywhere we go. If you pull out your keychain right now, you probably have 27 key tags, all from Speedway. Because every time you go, they make you get a key tag because you never want it. And I guess they make commission off of it or something, right? Because they always say, you want a key tag? And they go, no, well, you're going to take it anyway. And you're like, fine, I'm just going to throw it out anyhow. So I have like 12 in my car. I'm not even lying to you about this. I have like 12 in my car. But this is the loyalty reward program, right? I mean, we have credit cards that say you spend X amount of money, you get this amount of miles, we go to our grocery stores and we punch in our phone numbers and we get X amount of points and we do this and we, we end up getting X amount of cents off of, uh, of gasoline. So 
It's always spend this amount, give me this, and I'll give you that. Well, it works like that too with God. But we never see it like that. You and I refuse sometimes to see it like that. Matter of fact, you and I sometimes see it as kind of like a rake. It's always this way and never that way with God. It's never, the loyalty program is always what's in it for me, Lord. What can I get out of this, Lord? It's always like that. But I've got some news for you. It's not like that at all. Let's look at some scripture, shall we? Turn with me if you've got your Bibles with you. If not, hey, you know what? I'm going to share a lot of notes with you, but they're not all going to be on the screen. So if you ever want the notes, did you know that our notes are online, are on our app as well? So if you download the NBC ABQ app, you're going to want the notes from tonight, I promise you. Because there's some stuff in there that's going to be really useful for you tomorrow. Because I'm going to send you home with some homework. But if you go to NBC ABQ app, you can download um, our notes. So here, here we go. Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 8. It says, if... Ah, already. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, right? This is Moses speaking. The Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the world. Verse 2, you will experience all these blessings. Again, if you, time out, all eyes on me. If you, right? There's always that only if you. There's a caveat there. Right, the Lord is saying, "I'm just like just like a loving father." Those parents that are in the house, you understand, right? Um, Mom, Dad, can I have twenty dollars to go to the well, twenty dollars? Ain't nothing today, right? This is twenty twenty two. All right, if you can I have a hundred dollars, that's the low end. Stop me when I'm lying, Mom, Dad. Can I have a hundred dollars? I'm going to go to the mall this weekend only if you clean your room. Only if you finish your chores. Only if. Same thing with the Lord. He's saying, if you obey. If you not only obey, but he's saying, if you fully obey. Verse 2. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. This is for ranchers and farmers. Just kidding. Your fruit, baskets, and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you will be blessed. Verse 7. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. Notice he didn't say if they attack you. They will attack you from one direction... But when they scatter, they'll scatter in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouse with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he 
is giving you. We'll stop there. You see, for us to show gratitude, when we're talking about gratitude, when we show gratitude, we, we get this loyalty reward program. And he's saying, if you do this, I'm going to give you that. And here he's telling us, this is a laundry list of blessings that he's saying, I'm going to bless you if you obey me, if you follow my commands. Sounds good. But it's a high calling because it comes with a lot of obedience. It's not easy. But is it worth it? 100. 100% it's worth it. 100. You see, when we talk about gratitude... You and I think about Chick-fil-A, right? Because gratitude is more than just a thank you, right? If you go to McDonald's today, if you go to McDonald's today, it's thank you. They're not really thankful. Do they have gratitude? But when you go to Chick-fil-A, you feel it, man. (laughs) You feel it. You feel that gratitude. Shameless plug. I'm just kidding. But gratitude is more than just a simple thank you. Gratitude is not just saying thank you. Gratitude is a mindset. Gratitude is a heart issue. It's something that is instilled in your heart. Gratitude is nothing that just comes out of your mouth. Gratitude or actions. Show me how thankful you are. Don't just tell me how thankful you are. It's how we show the Lord our gratitude that matters, not when we say, thank you, Lord. It's gratitude that matters. It's the mindset. Gratitude really is a heart issue. And of course, when we're talking about Thanksgiving and we're talking about thankfulness and gratitude, I'm sorry, guys, for my allergies. But when we're talking about those kind of things, we, we cannot not go through First Thessalonians 5.18. Always be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. Always be thankful. Always be thankful in all circumstances, he said. And so I'm going to give you, I told you earlier that I was going to give you some stuff. That way, uh, tomorrow when you guys end up at the dinner table, um, you have something more to add than how much your team is either good or bad, depending on what team you root for. Mine is good. Thank you so much. How many of you guys participate in the uh, what are we thankful for round circle? When you guys do that? It's not, it's, it's all good. It's cool. I think it's cool. Not a lot, right? I think it's cool. I think it's really cool that we say, what are we thankful for? This year, I want you to take it a step further. I'm going to give you a list, right? I'm going to kind of give you just a little bit of a list uh, of what, what that might look like for you, okay? And instead of what you're thankful for, like you're saying, I'm thankful for my brand new car or I know a lot of people say really what they're thankful for. You know, I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful. But I want you to take it a step 
just a step further. I want you to take it into the direction of thankful in the relationship that you have with the Lord, right? So I'm going to, again, these aren't going to be up here. So if you want them, you can download the, lo- the notes online. Thankful for life. I want you to be grateful and thankful for life. For the life that the Lord has given you. Literal life. The breath of life. Life for being born. The fact that you're here. Psalm 139, 13 to 14 says, You created and formed me in my mother's body. So I thank you because you made me. So I want you to to copy these and maybe hand them out to some family members and say, Hey, can we share these? Right? But not only that he gave you life, but that he sustains your life, that you're still here. What about that? You're still here. Ecclesiastes 11.8. Be grateful for every year that you live. So we're thankful that you're alive. How about thankful for your salvation? I know I thank the Lord for my salvation every single day. I am so grateful for my salvation. I don't know where I'd be. I don't know where I'd be if it weren't for my salvation. Psalm 13.5. My heart is happy because you saved me. What about his answer to prayer? Or maybe his no answer to prayer. If he would have answered prayers the way I wanted back when I was 20. One or 19, I would have married the wrong person. Right? I praise the Lord for answering my prayers. Psalm 118, 21. What about for how he leads us, for his wisdom? I praise the Lord because he guides me. Psalm 16, 7. What about for his forgiveness? Tell the Lord how thankful you are because he is kind and always merciful. Psalm 118, 1. What about for his unfailing love? You thankful for his unfailing love? Give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. One Psalm 107, verse 8. So when we talk about those things, those are some of the things that he rewards us with. And we say, Lord, our salvation, how he leads us, the breath of life, the wisdom how he leads us, how he guides us, how he sustains us, how he saved us, how he forgives us. All of those things. Are you grateful for all of that? Or are you just saying thank you? No. Are you grateful? Are you showing that to the Lord? Because though, see, we're spending a lot of time here, just a little bit of time talking about that, what the reward program on the benefits that you and I can take from being grateful, from showing gratitude. But I want to spend some time as well talking about God's love language. Now, he speaks that language. I told you about that. I said, if I had to guess what God's love language, one of his love languages definitely would be gratitude, speak, and receive. But... I want to tell you that I I believe he receives it as well. And so tonight, uh, I know we have, I don't want to keep you too long, because I know we have turkeys thawing out and 
and things that you guys got to get ready. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to rush the Word of God, but also uh, want to respect your time tonight. But I want to talk about a few habits that you and I can develop and should develop. And I want to remind you of a couple of things of how you and I can truly show the Lord and start living this way. Just three things that you and I can begin doing on a daily basis to show the Lord how much he really matters to you. How much the Lord really, really matters to you. Because sometimes the reality of the fact is what, church? We get busy and we think about the Lord on Sunday morning when our alarm goes off at 6 o'clock or whatever time it is that you come into church. Or Wednesday. Or when you need something. The Lord's not mad at that, by the way. He's not mad at you for that. But I want you to really try to make some of these things habits. Here are three habits that I think, based on just studying gratitude. Now, I may be partial to this first habit. But the first habit of gratitude, only because it's a common theme. It's a common theme across the entire Bible, and I'm going to prove it to you, is singing to the Lord. Now, you're saying, okay, worship leader, singer. Of course, you had to throw that in there. Maybe. But no, it's true. The Lord loves to hear you sing to him. The Lord loves it. The Lord loves it. He loves it. I mean, it's such a common theme in the Bible. It's everywhere. Book ends to the Bible, all the way from the front, all the way to the back. I mean, just, just singing itself evokes so much emotion. I mean, that's why we have, um, okay, let's see. How many old schoolers we got in the house? Uh, the Midnight Storm. The Dedication Hour. Right? You got the dedication hour at 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock. And I, I want to dedicate this song to my girl. I love her. Uh, Aisha. Right? Uh, uh. You ever date a girl named Aisha? Not me. But you dedicate songs. They evoke emotion. It means so much. I mean, you look at the book of Psalms, it's full of music, right? I mean, I've been a mariachi for 30 years. You know how many times I've serenaded people? Because it means something. It means so much. It impacts people. It says, man, I don't have the words to say, but he did, and I want to sing this song to you. And, man, I'm telling you, you guys sing. I'm talking about this body. You guys sing. But you guys sing in here. I hope you sing in your car. I hope you guys sing at home. I hope you sing to the Lord on your own time. Because he loves to hear you sing. He loves to hear you sing. I mean, I remember uh, when my baby was uh, in Barbara's tummy. What's the first thing that a dad does when his wife is pregnant? Right? Sings right to the tummy. 
as bad as it may be, as bad as it may be, he's singing. Mom is singing when the baby's born, right? Everybody likes to hear. I mean, nothing makes me happier. As bad as it is, I love to hear Barbara singing. I do. She's right there. I'm not even lying. It's, It's the most wonderful thing because I know that when Barbara's singing, she's like super happy and she's just like doing her thing and she's singing Alanis Morissette and she's loving it, man. You know, and, and whatever music she likes that I don't, but she loves it and I love it too because it's just the emotion that it comes out. It comes out of her and the Lord receives it just like that too. You have to understand that he receives it just like that too. You know how and you know why the Lord loves it when you sing? Because the Lord sings about you. The Lord sings to you. The angels are in heaven singing for him right now. They're making that joyful noise. They Look, don't believe me? Look, Zephaniah 3.17, pop it up. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. God is a singer. He's singing over you. And he wants you to sing right back. He wants you to sing right back. Now, I understand you may not have the quintessential perfect voice, but he doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about that. He wants this. He wants to know that you do worship him, that you are grateful, and that gratitude coming and overflowing out of your heart is, are those lyrics coming from within. And he's saying, yep, that's my girl, man. She's singing. She's singing. I got to be honest, man. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. I, I have Kristen up here, my, my baby. She's, my baby is just singing with us now. And she is, I'm a proud papa. I'll be stepping down one day. And hopefully she takes somebody's place, maybe my place. But I love to hear her sing to the Lord. I couldn't imagine how it feels for her, for him, right? right? If I'm proud to hear her sing that praise and to give him that gift right back as an act of worship and an act of gratitude for that gift, could you imagine him saying, thank you, thank you? He's singing, she's singing right back. The book of Psalm 14, uh, 147, 7 says, Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to your God with a harp. I mean, if you just point, just scroll and open a page and point to Psalm, it, we're going to talk about singing somewhere in Psalm. And it's not just David, FYI. David was, was, wasn't the only man, the, the only person that wrote Psalms. You see, this is why, family, it's so important for for us to make it to church 
here in person. Now, I love my family that watches online, and I'm so grateful that we have that technology. But I, I think it's so important that we make it in-house, that we try our very best to come into the house, to make it here, because it's something when we get together with our brothers and our sisters and, and, and just worship the Lord together, it's just, can I get an amen here? Is it just me? Is it just me? Because when I'm up here, I have headphones and I have, I have machines telling me what to do up here. One of these days, I'm going to tell you guys what's in our ears when we have them. But I don't, I don't have to listen to feel what the Lord is doing when you guys are worshiping and singing back to the Lord from within, right? And we say it all the time uh, from, from here at the pulpit that to sing these songs, not because the, the, the lyrics are up on this screen, but because the lyrics and the message are in your heart. Sing it because they're in here. Sing it because the gratitude is overflowing from within. And we say that constantly and continually we tell you to do that. We're not just expecting to be robots and just follow the bouncing ball up here. Say, no, 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 just sing it because it's in here. And so when you come together, that's why it's so important to really, really try to come together and we make it in person. Hey, plus, the added, the added plus about coming together in here is when there are over 200 or 300 people in here, nobody can really hear how bad you are. So it's okay. So don't worry about it. All right? So, so really, but, but look, look. Singing back to the Lord is so important. Paul wrote about it in the book of Colossians. I'm telling you, front to back, it's not just the Old Testament. We can go, we can go into the New Testament. Paul wrote about it in the book of Colossians. In chapter 3, verse 16, he says, Let the message about Christ in all its richness... Fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. With thankful hearts. There's that word again. Thankful hearts. With thankful hearts. It's the gratitude that he wants to receive from you. Songs of thanksgiving. The song of thanksgiving is not a title. It's not a song itself. It comes from within. The song of thanksgiving. Whatever song you sing, whatever it is that you're doing, it's with thanksgiving and with gratitude. That's the mindset. Amen? The second habit that I think you and I need to develop Of gratitude is giving back to God. Giving back to God. Now, I can feel the eye rolling already. There he goes. He's going to talk about tithing. He's going to talk. Here we go. Pull out back. Mm. Get the buckets. Get the buckets. No, I'm not going to do that, unless you want me to. But no, I'm not going to do that. 
But I do want to talk about giving back to God and how it's so important. Now, if you think that I talked about singing a lot, giving and generosity outdoes it 10 times if you're talking about subject matter in the Bible. 10 times over. I know, look, right now we're in the giving season. And giving back needs to be a a, a way of life for you and I. It's not just this giving season, right? It's not just giving during the Christmas season. He doesn't just want you to be in the giving mood and in the Christmas spirit during this time. Giving and generosity, giving back to God and for his will and his way is very important to him. Look, let's look at some scripture to talk about it. Psalm 54, 6 to 7 says, I will sacrifice a voluntary offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For you have rescued me from my troubles and helped me triumph over my enemies. Now that... is a gift of thanksgiving back to the Lord. He said, I'm going to do this because you rescued me from my enemies. You have helped me triumph over this battle. What what are you doing? A little bit ago, we talked about, are you thankful for God's answer to prayer? And if we're doing that, this is part of it. Where he says, look, back then, they didn't pass buckets Like we do now. They had offerings. They they had sacrifices and they they had offerings. I will sacrifice a voluntary offering to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good for you have rescued me. You have rescued me. Have you been rescued in any way by the Lord? Has he brought you out of darkness? Has you saved you? Has he pulled you out of the miry clay? Has he taken you out of a tight spot? Has he taken you out of an emergency exit? Has he made a way where there was no way? Then he says, then I'm going to do this. And God, look, and it's not because God needs your money. Okay, it's not because he needs your money, but the Lord, it's an act of faith. It is an act of faith. Look, 400 years ago, uh, some Christians, some Christian believers traveled out from Europe and made their way for, uh, from Europe over to America after being persecuted for being believers. They made their way to North America to establish um, a colony in which they could practice religion and have religious liberty. Uh, all they wanted to do was worship the Lord the way you and I are worshiping the Lord here tonight. That's what they wanted to do. There were that group of people that came over from Europe. They were called the pilgrims. And together with the natives in that area that they, wherever they landed, which we believe is on the east somewhere, east coast, obviously, right? They got together and they had the first Thanksgiving dinner and 
It's what we know today as Thanksgiving Day. I mean, it's what we learned as kids. It's, it's what we know. It's not till about 150 years later that President George Washington declared it a national holiday. That was our first president, right? He didn't just say it. He declared it, so it was for real. And then going back even further than that, and I'm talking like way back, about 3,000 years before that, the Lord established a Thanksgiving festival for the nation of Israel. It's called the Festival of Weeks. And it's in the Harvest Festival. It's, you'll find that in Deuteronomy 16. Because it's so important for us to bring the gift into the house of worship. To bring the gift to say, Lord, I'm just going to bring you a portion of what you have done for me. The book of Deuteronomy 16, and it's not in here, but it talks about what that gift was. And it was just a free will offering that they were taking into the house of worship for everything that the Lord had done for them in the harvest festival. And so even back then was the Lord saying, there's a thanksgiving that needs to take place. There's a thanksgiving that you and I need to do. And that's giving back and saying, God, here's just a portion back of what you have done for me. Lord, for us, it's a tithe. It's just 10%. 10% of what though? 10% of the leftovers? 10% of after I pay all my bills and after I go out and after I buy my favorite jersey and after... I, I have fun, and then I, I want to go bowling, and then I'm, oh, I'm going on this trip, and then I give 20 bucks. And if that ends up being your 10%, but the Lord's saying, I want it off the top, man. Give me the good stuff. I'm giving you the good stuff. Give me the 10%, and then I'm going to bless the other 90% of what you're doing. That's what the Lord is asking of us. So he's, another love language is giving back to God. That's why it's so important that you and I, what you and I are doing, church, do you understand what we just did this last weekend? How many lives you and I have impacted this last, just this last weekend? We don't have to talk about the rest of the year. Just this last weekend. But you know, by the end of this year, we will have distributed 144,000 pounds of food to this community. That's what we're doing. That is what your tithe is doing. That's just the one once a month food distribution that we have here. 12,000 pounds once a month that we give here. And that's not including the Tuesday and Thursday food pantry that we have. And Saturday that just passed, we blessed 100 families with Thanksgiving meal boxes that otherwise wouldn't have had a meal for Thanksgiving. That's giving back to God. That's what you and I are doing. But it's off the top. And he's saying, I want that off the top, man. Don't give me the leftovers. 
Don't give me the leftovers, man. Look, check this out. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. Psalm 50, 23. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. I love this other version as well. It just hits different, man. Those people who truly honor me are those who bring me offerings to show thanks. And I, God, save those who do that. When we give back to God, remember that loyalty program I talked about at the beginning? That's a part of it. When we give back to God, he is saying, I save those who do that. Those who truly honor me, those who bring me offerings to show thanks, and I, God, save those who do that. But you got to give to the Lord. You got to give to his way. You got to give to his cause. You got to give to his kingdom. You got to give to his kingdom. Now, a lot of people say, well, I do give. I, I give. I don't have to give. No, no, no. You give to your local body. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I love you, church, but there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You give to the local body in which you come to worship. And I love you, church. I love you with all my heart, every single one of you. But I'm just going to keep it real. You give here to your local body. You cannot get away with well, I give to this organization over there and that organization over there and this organization over there and I give over here and I give over there and I serve over there on Tuesdays and I serve over there on Saturdays and I, I do my part. That's great. I'm not trying to mimic it or I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm glad you're doing that. But that's an offering. Your tithe is your tithe. There's a difference between the tithe and an offering. And it got quiet in here. <laughs> the Lord understands that us giving back to Him is a huge, huge sacrifice. Times are tough. Times are tough. I know we say it all the time, but this time is like for real, for real. I mean, when we're paying almost $6 for 18 eggs, like it's. Mm. Ta fea la cosa, brother. Ta fea la cosa. It's rough. When it's cheaper to buy McDonald's, it's rough. It's rough. When it's cheaper to buy a bucket of chicken, it's rough, man. It's rough. But he understands that it's a sacrifice. But remember I said, see, the Lord doesn't need your money. See, the Lord already owns it all. He owns the money. He doesn't need it, right? He created it all. It's not your money in the first place. It wasn't yours yesterday. It's yours right now, but tomorrow it's going to be somebody else's loan. So it's all good. It's going to be somebody else's money tomorrow. You're going to pay it somewhere else tomorrow. You're going to swipe it, and it's going to go somewhere else tomorrow. But the Lord understands that it's that leap of faith. 
If we trust the Lord enough with eternity, if we trust the Lord enough with eternity, with our salvation, with our very soul, with everything that we are, we're not going to trust Him with our finances? Are you kidding me right now? He understands, but He wants to know that you trust Him. He wants to know. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Again, the best part of what you produce, not the raggedy stuff left at the bottom, okay? He says the best stuff, the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow flow with good wine. Oh, I get a lot of amen on that one. From all the ladies, Sister Renee. But when we give to the Lord, it's not just gratitude, family. It's an act of faith. It's an act of faith. Every father has a wish for their children to be just like them. And so does God. And he's a generous God. He's a giving God. God does not skimp on you. He doesn't skimp on me. God gives his children, right? He's not a stingy God. For God so loved that he gave. God gives to you and I. God does not cheat you. God does not cheat me. And we have a generous God. We have a generous God. I got to move forward. We got to go. I said I was going to keep it short, but mm, I'm a preacher. Sorry. Third habit. Quick recap. We're talking about three habits of gratitude. First habit, singing to the Lord. I want you guys to remember. I want you guys to sing to the Lord. Second habit, giving back to the Lord. And then the third habit I want us to start is commune, communion with the Lord. Commune with God. Now, We participated in communion just this past Sunday. That's not the only kind of communion that the Lord wants us to participate in. Though that's a very important piece of it. Very, very important piece. Communion. Look, I'm going to define it for you. Communion. The sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. Especially when the exchange is on a mental or spiritual level. That's communion. You ever, you ever uh, lay in bed or have this conversation with somebody very, very special to you? And you're like, man, that, that was good. I, we connected on such a deep level. That's what God wants. God wants to spend Time with you. God desires. He doesn't just want it. And there's a deeper word. Desire. Like he desires to spend time with you. He wants to know. you. Okay, he knows what's going on in your life, right? He's God, of course. But he wants to hear it from you. He wants to hear what's in your heart. Lord, I 
I'm going through this. Man, Lord, I'm rejoicing because of this. Man, Lord, I am, I'm overjoyed with what you're doing in this area of my life. Lord, I need help in this area of my life. When was the last time you sat down in this busy life that you and I live in? Because I'm guilty, right? When, when, when we preach up here, we preach to ourselves, FYI. And then we share what we found out. So when was the last time we communed with God? We're a busy people. I don't care what you do for a living. You don't have to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company to be a busy person. We're all busy. It's always something. But the Lord wants communion with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to know you intimately. And then, of course, he wants you to participate in the act of communion, which we just did on Sunday. And I'll tell you why. It's not going to be up there, but I'm going to read it up here anyway. I didn't plan on this, so I was kind of looking it up. 2 Corinthians, or I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 23. You heard it when we lead communion from this pulpit. On the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine After supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. This is red letter. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Now, we'll stop there. We're going to continue. But I'm going to stop there because you see, he says the word, remember Twice. He says it when he he tells us we can take the bread. And he says it when he's talking about the blood. And when he says it, he says, remember. Remember. Do this. When you remember, when you do this, remember me. Remember, now, who is he talking to? Do you remember who he was talking to when he did this? He's talking to his disciples. They had gone through a lot, man. They had gone through a lot of persecution. They had been through it together for three and a half years. Now, the next day, he knew where he was going. He knew what was going to happen. Do you imagine? But he's going, hey. Bartholomew, hey, Nathaniel, hey, Peter, Mark, John. We've been through it, man. And tomorrow, that's the day. We've been through it together, guys. I complete the mission tomorrow. 
Now I'm paraphrasing, right? This isn't in the Bible. This is Michael's translation. We've been through it. So when we do this, guys, remember me when you do this because I'm not going to be here anymore. Remember me. That's the gratitude that he wants, to remember him for what he's done for you and I. He's saying, remember me. That's the communion that he wants. So when you and I take communion, it's nothing light. It's like, oh, it's just communion Sunday. No. Look, let's move forward. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. You see, he's not dead. He's coming back. 27. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body of the Lord. Now, I've struggled with that so many times. Because that word unworthily, what is unworthily? Now we say, man, you're living in sin, you're doing a lot of bad stuff, you're doing this, you're doing that. But man, when we're talking about God's love language, the more and more I study this, how much gratitude means to him, could it mean also not showing gratitude? As much as he talks about gratitude, could it mean the the lack of gratitude that we may have for him and what he's done for us? I don't know, maybe. Something to think about. I'm not a scholar. But is it unworthily taking his body and drinking of his blood if we're not grateful for what he has done? If we don't remember the battles him and I have been through because he fights with us in those battles, he's in the trenches with us in those battles, he's in front of us in those battles, he's our shield, he's our fortress in those battles. I don't know. Maybe. But participating is just another way that we're able to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And Sunday is Communion Sunday. Or rather, yes, next Wednesday. And we just had Communion on Sunday. So I want to remind you guys of these things. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to him. Sing from the depth of your heart. Sing because you're grateful for what he has done for you. Not because you sing good. Because you may sing good. Even if you don't, it's fine. But sing because you're grateful. He loves to hear you sing. Give because you're grateful. Give because he gives to you. Give because of the blessings that he gives to you. Remember that loyalty reward program we're talking about here. Speak God's love language and then commune with the Lord. Spend some time with God. Make some time in your busy schedule to be with him. And I'm not talking about like, oh yeah, it's on my way to work. Like, no, you're focusing on other stuff. Like, I hope you're not closing your eyes while you're driving. (laughs) 
make sure. I'm telling you, man, when I'm studying this stuff, I'm speaking to myself. My wife is there. She's not going to let me lie. I, I sometimes lack in these areas too because I am so busy. I'm so busy and so are you. Sing to him. Give to him and his kingdom. Don't cheat the Lord. Don't cheat him. Give him your very best and commune with the Lord. Will you stand with me? I know we've gone over just a little bit, but I just want to spend some time in prayer. Just a couple of minutes because I'm hoping that the Lord has touched your heart tonight. I'm hoping that the Lord has touched your heart in some of these areas and maybe put a different perspective for tomorrow. As you walk into uh, whatever gathering you're going to go to, wherever you may be. But I hope that you walk in tomorrow and you think about those things and you say, Lord, I'm thankful for the breath of life. I'm thankful not just that I was born. I'm thankful, Lord, that I'm still here, alive and well to tell the story. I'm grateful, Lord, for my salvation. I'm grateful, Lord, for your unfailing love. I'm grateful, Lord, for your provision. I'm grateful, Lord, for my salvation. I'm grateful, Lord, for you sustain me. I'm grateful, Lord, for your answer to prayers. He's answered so many of my prayers. I'm overwhelmed thinking how good he's been in my life. So spend just 10 seconds. Excuse me. Spend just 10 seconds. Bow your heads with me. And just spend 10 seconds giving him thanks for what he's doing in your life. With every head bowed and all eyes closed, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we, I am so humbled that uh, you would put me in this place tonight, Lord, to bring your word. I hear the prayers going on right now in this room, Heavenly Father. I hear the prayers going on and I hear them being lifted up. I hear voices all over right now, Lord, praying and giving you thanks, Lord, for your goodness. For what you have done. For what you're doing. And for what you're going to do. So, Lord, as we gather with our families tomorrow, Lord, we want to go in there with a new perspective. Lord, of true gratitude, Lord. Not just going in there serving mashed potatoes, Lord, and watching football. That's not what it's about. Lord, it's about true gratitude. Lord, let us live it out daily, not just tomorrow on Thanksgiving, but daily to learn biblical gratitude and how it is that we can honor you with it. Lord, let us honor you every step of the way, Heavenly Father, with our gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for your words of wisdom here tonight, Lord. Not my words, but your words. Thank you, Lord, 
uh, that you would use me tonight. Lord, thank you for my brothers and my sisters in this place. Lord, for lending their time and their ear, Lord, to your message tonight. Lord, may your message be instilled, Lord, in the innermost parts of their being, Lord, to truly come together and be closer, Lord, to you is what we desire. We desire a closer walk with you, Heavenly Father. Let us be closer and closer to you. Now, Lord, we leave this place, but not your presence. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Church, we love you. Amen. We love you, church, and we can't wait to see you on Sunday. God bless you, church. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.